Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Storybox, where I, your host, Jay Phantom, has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox the amazing stories of some incredible people from all walks of life and experiences. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the story box and hear more about our guest today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Storybox podcast. Guys, I'm delighted to welcome a very special guest for you. His name is Casey Adams. Now, I have been incredibly impressed by this young man's drive, tenacity, and determination to really become successful in what he does. Now, if you don't know who Casey is, he's a 20-year-old best-selling author, entrepreneur, and public speaker who has been able to turn his negative situation into a positive outcome. After almost being paralyzed during a football injury, Casey was able to start his journey by looking at ways to leverage social media and build a personal brand. Casey runs a top 50 business podcast known as the Rise of the Young Podcast. He's been able to interview some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, and businessmen like Jordan Belford, The Wolf of Wall Street, Ty Lopez, Ed Milet, Grant Cardone, and the legendary Larry King. I highly encourage you guys to check this young man out. He is honestly doing some amazing things. He's spoken all over the world on the power of building a personal brand on social media, and he's been recognized by some of the largest business publications in the world like Forbes, ABC News, Entrepreneur, The Huffington Post. He's also a Forbes 30 under 30 uh, young entrepreneur. Did I mention that this guy is only 20 years old? He is a young man full of wisdom and knowledge, and I'm so grateful that Casey was able to help me out and build my personal brand. He's, he's tenacious. He's persistent. He's very consistent as well. He, uh, he resembles my saying quite well, be persistent to remain consistent. And I just want to acknowledge Casey for a moment and say thank you so much, Casey, uh, for allowing me to speak to you and, and get to unbox your story a little bit. So with that being said, everyone, let's dive into the story box and hear Casey Adams' story. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the introduction, my man. Absolute pleasure, man. So I usually have one question before we dive into everything else, and that is, what is your definition of success? Love that question, man. And, you know, just to really kick it off, that being said, it's definitely been a great journey. But my definition of success, I, I think it always changes and evolves for everyone, right? Mm. Because at some, like, for example, I've met the most 
successful people in the world, right? Where whether they sell a company for $500 million, then their definition, definition of success turns to how can I become healthy, right? Mm. Or if they are very healthy, but you're not financially stable, how can you like start building passive income and financial success? So I think for me, success, like I said, always changes. But right now, it's truthfully just falling in love with the journey and falling in love with the process based off what I've learned from all these successful entrepreneurs. Like I'm not emotionally attached to some certain outcome, right. Mm. Or, or, or the date in which I want to have something by, whether that's financially or an accomplishment or whatever. So my definition of success is falling in love with the process and loving the journey. Because if you continue in that mindset long-term, that is how you continue to be, you know, grateful. That is how you continue to spread positivity. That's how you, you know, it, it was, whether things are good or they're bad, if you're just in love with the process, that is what I define as success in this mm. current time. So you've been able to look at all these successful people in, in their own way and sort of formulate your own version of what you believe success to be from other people. Yep. Wow. Totally, man. It definitely. It's interesting because I always tell myself I'm 19, like I said, but it's like every interview I do, I gain a year of knowledge, right? Yeah. Situational awareness. So I'm like 150 years old, I feel like, right? And um, I, I think, yeah, like, I, I've been blessed to sit down with a lot of great people from the podcast. Like I said, I just had Larry King on back in December and I'm spending a lot of time doing these Zoom Skype interviews throughout this, you know, pandemic mm -hmm. quarantine. Everyone's at their houses and it's allowing me to, you know, follow up with the people that may didn't, you know, they didn't have time before because they're super busy. So it's definitely, you know, I, I think with certain situations like what's happening now, there's a lot of opportunities that, that we'll go over. But yeah, man, totally. I came up with my own, you know, definitions of success based off of all these successful people I've spent time with. That's really good, man. And what an absolute experience you're able to have meeting all these amazing people that are still people at the end of the day, but they have their own sort of journey, like you were saying. They have their own definition that they've come up with or they've formed like some of them have been years down the track, that sort of thing. So, man, I'm curious to know, how did you get started in this business? Like you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're only 19 years old. Now, age for me is not a biggie because you can learn anything from anyone at any age. Yep. So, but well, the incredible thing is since you're still young, you've been able to achieve so much. So how did it all start? Yeah, man, I, I love that question. I mean, like you said, I'm 19 years old now and everything really started when I was 15, right? So mm. like you said, I was diagnosed with a, something called inner spinous ligament damage through a football injury. And that put me in a neck brace for six months. When I was a sophomore in high school, 15 years old. And prior to that, you know, I grew up in a small town in Virginia. I didn't have entrepreneur parents or any, you know, like well-off people in my family from a financial perspective. I didn't, you know, fly on my first plane until I paid for it myself. So I didn't grow up in this lifestyle of like abundance, you know, it's like um, a situation happened to me and, and I grew up playing sports. I played hockey, lacrosse and football. And I was very, I'm very grateful to have, you know, a great upbringing when it comes to, you know, loving father, loving mother, and two older brothers, super grateful for all that. But when it comes to what I wanted to do with my future, my career, when I was 15 years old, I was just completely invested into sports. That was my identity. And I always tell people, at 15, I lost my identity. And I think anyone listening to the show right now, maybe they're relating to this. Maybe they feel that in, in some way, shape, or form. Maybe they're going through it right now due to this coronavirus where they got fired, they're unemployed, they lost their job. Whatever it is, I lost my identity and it allowed me to open up to new opportunities, right? So long story short, 
got his neck injury, inner spinous ligament damage, walked into um, what's it called, doctor's office one day, and I was expecting I was going to be like, fine after two weeks, and boom, I'd be back in the football field. That wasn't the case. I walk out. They say, you can never play football again. You're lucky you weren't paralyzed, and you have to be in this neck brace for the next six months of your life. And I just, I felt like I was defeated. I was depressed. I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But it was during that six months that, you know, the first month, two months, three months, I was depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do with my time. It was still the summer and I couldn't hang out with my friends or go play sports. But I ended up diving into personal development unintentionally through mentors that came into my life on social media. Someone like Ty Lopez or Andy Priscilla or Gary Vaynerchuk. I started seeing these people just through, you know, watching YouTube videos, seeing their ads and just being someone that's actively on social. You see these people if they advertise the right way. Right. Yeah. But, um, long story short, I dive into personal development. I start reading avidly and just fall in love with the process of self-education of learning from successful entrepreneurs. But I didn't know what I, what I wanted to do at, at the time. I just felt like a motivation to a, like to attach myself to this new identity and I was loving it. So you know, read more books in six months than I did in the last six years of my life. And throughout that process, started learning social media marketing and affiliate marketing and, you know, figuring out how I can make money with social media that led to affiliate marketing and then starting a social media agency. And I started my podcast probably a year after, a year and a half after I initially got into the personal development space. I started the podcast late 2017, which we'll get into, but it was really the the whole year of 2016 was my self-education year. And then at the beginning of 2017 is when I had a situation in my life that really changed and, you know, opened up a door opportunity that I jumped on. Mm. So that's, that's more so how it opened up. Well, dude, that's, that's amazing. So what is in interspinous um, ligament damage? Yeah, no, great question. It's, so overall, in your spine, in your vertebrae, we all have two types of ligaments, the yeah. outer spinous ligament and the inner spinous ligament. And this is just my understanding of it. I'm not a doctor or anything, right? Yeah. But we have the outer spinous ligament and the interspinous ligament. The outer spinous ligament is something that we all, you know, may tear or damage. If we turn our neck the wrong way, we might be sore for a day and then it rebuilds. Your inner spinous ligament is a ligament that usually nothing touches it. But when I got injured, it was something where my helmet, they called it guillotine by spine, which uh, the helmet right. penetrated in between the vertebrae and allowed and caused them to separate a bit, which went deep and hit the ligaments and the tissue. And long story short, if you tear your inner spine ligament completely, then that's when you're paralyzed from whenever, from wherever it's down. So for me, it would have been potentially from the neck down if it was to tear fully, which obviously isn't the case. But that's pretty much what it is based on my understanding. Like I said, yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I can't get into the details of it, but that's what I do now. Dude, that, that's insane. So have you ever thought like during that, when, when it actually happened to you, like what, what was the first thing that went through your mind? So it, it wasn't one of those injuries where it was instant, meaning like I got injured the day on the football field and I felt this massive pain in my neck and I knew something was wrong, but it, I wasn't rushed to the hospital. I wasn't like in like screaming pain. It was more so something that happened that day at practice, which I knew something was off and I stopped practicing for the rest of the day and I was in pain, but like, Oh, you know, I was good. I went to sleep that night and woke up and I couldn't even turn my head. It was like the most mm. severe, sore type of pain where I was like, yeah, I need to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> but, but me being this positive, optimistic young kid that loves sports, I wasn't, 
walking in there like, you know, I'm never going to play football again. I was like, I'll be good in a week or two. This is, you know, a little injury. I've hurt my ankle before. I've broken a toe or whatever it is. Like, cool, I'll be good. Just got to give it t- some time, then I'll be all right. But I walked in there, they do x-rays, and it's one of those things that just, you know, it went from walking in there in a positive mindset, like I said, to saying, okay, you can never play football again. Here's an x-ray. So mm-hmm. it is one of those things that was a, you know, 24 hour life changing time, but it wasn't like an instant thing where I was rushed to the hospital or anything. Mm. Dude, did you have like anyone tell you, look, Casey, you're, you're stuck at home for six months. You can't really do anything. Did you have anyone tell you to go and look at social media marketers or YouTube? Or was that sort of your own intuition? 100% my own intuition. I, no one, not even that they didn't tell me to, but no one was aware, right? Like my daddy, where he worked at a, a tobacco company for 25 years. My mom's a special ed teacher that teaches, you know, special ed students. And like, there's no social, like social media entrepreneur tendencies in my family at all. So it's like, when I first started diving into personal development and ordering books online and buying courses, like that was a complete, like, what are you doing mm. to my family, especially my brothers and my friends, right? you know, stop communicating with, it, with my friends that maybe we're doing negative things when I heard that your, you know, your network is your network, right? So it was this transition period of my life where at the beginning, like everyone was confused. They didn't know what I was doing. I, I started off doing affiliate marketing on Snapchat that I was looking to, you know, sell this email marketing software to get um, passive affiliate commissions from the software that I sell. And it was like, what are you doing? So like, oh, you're making a couple hundred bucks a month passively to a couple thousand and, and it was one of those opportunities that the first time I started making money on social media, it really changed the conversation, especially with mm. family and the opportunities that could yeah. rise from that. But yeah, no, it was definitely all intuition, but having an open mind to execute on opportunity. I think a lot of people, maybe they're listening to this podcast today, where if I say start a TikTok or start a podcast or reach out to 10 people and send a DM, like people hear things that can completely change their lives all oh, the yeah. time. Yep. It's their the lack of execution that doesn't open doors and opportunities, right? So if someone heard that just now, it's like, I was the type of kid that would stop everything I'm doing, go DM 10 people, look up how to start a podcast, look up what TikTok is and start an account and then finish the podcast, right? Like you have to be willing to execute on the things you hear and have an open mind to people that can potentially inspire you or maybe live the life that you want to live in any way, shape or form. Right. But mm. yeah, man, it's definitely, it was definitely intuition. You got to be proactive, I think. And a lot of, a lot of people, they sort of see others do things and they're like, well, how do they do it? Like that's, that's always been my question, but I come from a, a real estate background and what they would always tell me is be consistent. You got to be persistent to remain consistent, like continue at, working away at something. So if you want it, keep asking. It doesn't hurt to ask a question. So I think I, I, DM, I DM'd you like so many times, brother, like asking, because I, I, I felt, felt your value, man. Like I wanted to hear why you do things in the first place. So why did you decide out of all the things you could have possibly done, why did you decide social media marketing or personal branding? Yeah, man. Great question. So, I mean, for me, I was, I was learning from a guy named Ty Lopez who's big marketer of the game. And I got involved with his social media which is how to, you know, help businesses manage their social media accounts, run Facebook ads, to then charge them on a monthly recurring, you know, retainer. And bought into his program and I just like fell in love with it because I was always interested in social media. You know, I was that kid that was following everyone on social media that was super aware of people growing, but I was never the guy that was looking to build a brand and I didn't really understand it at that level. But, 
read Jerry V's book, Crush It, and then Crushing It, and then inspired me to go all in on building a personal brand, which is social media, which is content related, which is storytelling. And I just got got inspired to execute and to build a skill set because you can do a lot of things, right? People always hear there's real estate, there's forex, there's stock trading, there's social media marketing, there's so many things people hear about all the time. So for me, I went through a phase where I was like, okay, I really need to pick something that I like doing that, I, that I'm attracted towards and go all in on it. And that's definitely evolved and shifted over the years. But like, for example, for now, it's building a podcast software and having a podcast and interviewing guests and doing public speaking, right? But back then, it's like, how can I, A, start making money because I'm 15, turning 16. My mom wants me to get a job next year in the summer. I don't want to do that. I'm learning from Ty Lopez and Robert Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk. This is, if I was to get a job, that's the complete opposite of everything I'm doing. Therefore, I'm not going to do that. So for me, social media marketing was something that, A, I understood social media. I'm 19. I've been using it for years, and I'm sure I understand it more than the business owner down the street in Virginia that owns a dentist, right? <laughs> so it's mostly something I just executed on. I was in a program, and then that led to me having an opportunity to speak on Snapchat marketing and social media at 16 in San Diego with Kayla Maddox. He invited me out there. I went out there. Two weeks later, I DM Ty Lopez on Instagram. I say, hey, Ty, eight months ago, I was in a neck brace, depressed, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. Now I just spoke at this event. Just want to say you inspire me. And this is when I had no followers, no brand, no anything. I just was willing to send a message and ask a question, mm. which comes from curiosity. Two weeks later, this is like early 2017, Ty ends up flying me out to Los Angeles, me and my mom. I missed a week of school. We're in Los Angeles shooting videos, doing live streams with Ty. That's where I met my now roommate, business partner that I moved across the country with from Virginia. And it was just like executing on a skill set, but also be willing to ask and reaching out to people is like the things that I fell in love with. You know, I wanted to build a world-class network. I wanted to have people in my life that I could ask questions to about business because they've done it. Mm. So for me, I fell in love, and this is really important, just with connecting with people, right? And also helping people with what my skill set was at the time, which is social media and still is. But yeah, like I said, though, it was more so just an opportunity that I, I knew there was a lot of things I could do, but I executed on something that was attractive to me. Mm. That's really good, man. Uh, like, that's all it is sometimes. Having the, like what um, Larry King said, be curious, have a curious mind. I appreciated that because I have a curious mind as well. I'm always thinking in the back of my head, why do people do things? How do they do it in the first place? So when I came across yep. your page, I'm like, well, how and why? Like, what's his how and, and his real why? You know, like, so in terms of writing a book, why did you want to write a book? And how did you go oh. about writing it? Yeah, man, it's, it's so funny because like, I, I look at the book I wrote, it's called Rise of the Young, right? And it's like 150 pages or whatever I wrote it when I was 17, published it June 2017. And I look at that now based on like the last almost two years, like, wow, like, it was definitely a book I wrote early in my career. Like if I was to write a book now, I would have a whole different book launch campaign mm-hmm. with the people I know and everything, et cetera. Yeah. But I wrote a book and here's how I looked at it at the time. I was like, how can I create something tangible to give away to people when I walk in a room or when I do speaking gigs? But also how can I ask quality questions to people in my network to put them in a book that will build my credibility? And I looked at it as a piece of content, right? The same way we're doing this podcast or an Instagram mm-hmm. story. It was just a more tangible, real piece of content that would also add authority to my name. And why I wrote the book was because by the time I published the book, published the book, I went from being depressed, negative, 
Um, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. Never had been to California or met anyone successful. And then a year later, or, or I would say two, you know, a year and a half, two years later, then meeting my biggest mentor through social media, but it was the tactics and strategies I used with sending DMs and following up with them and reaching out to them and taking action on opportunity and executing on skill sets that led me to just open up doors of opportunity quickly where I was, I was thinking like, Hey, how can I just inspire someone, whether that's in my hometown or at my school through what I've done. And it turned out to, when I did publish the book, you know, my school bought 500 copies. They put them in every single English, English class. And I looked at it as an inspirational thing I could do for even my local community. And like I said before, though, I, I put it out with no intention, you know, sold thousands of copies, but I, it's not something I actively promote and like push too hard nowadays, but it's an asset that I have that a, on the flip side of personal branding, if you write a book, it ranks high on Google. It's great for SEO. And it's an amazing, you know, asset to have when building a brand. And early on, I, I wasn't writing it because I'm the most successful guy in the world. I was writing it to just inspire that 13, 14, 15, 16, 18 year old that may be lost in life. That's depressed. That doesn't know what to do. And it was definitely, you know, something that I was really passionate about that I was writing, you know, 300, 500 words a day after school. And, I was able to get some mentors of mine, you know, on the back of it and inside of it. And it was just something that I, I looked at just for the sake of, if we look at the higher level of something I set my mind to that I did. A lot of people start things and never finish things, right? Yeah. So for me, having uh, something tangible, say, okay, I want to write a book and that's a thought to then writing three to 500 words a day for six months and then publishing it and selling thousands of copies or a thousand or 2000, whatever it is. It was something tangible that I could also prove to myself that, I'm that type of person that executes. So that's, that's more so why I wrote it. Mm. And the title of the book is Rise of the Young, which I think is a very interesting title in today's generation especially. And it's how to turn your negative situation into a positive outcome and build a successful personal brand. So how, how do you or what sort of advice would you give to a young person or just anyone really on how do you turn a negative situation because right now you can see because of the coronavirus, it's, it would be perceived as a negative situation for a lot of people. Yep. So how would you advise them to turn it into a positive outcome? Yeah, man. So, I mean, I think this is a perfect example. And just for the sake of like, you know, what, what is happening now, I definitely want to touch on it with, for example, coronavirus and everything happening, you can't travel, borders are closed, unemployment's up, everything, the economy is so uncertain. I'm taking this time of uncertainty and, you know, negative, you can put it, of just what's happening in the world to instill new habits in my life and to double down on the things that I've been putting off. Right. And I think anyone listening to this podcast right now could, could implement that into their life. For example, right. Like I said before, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day right now. <laughs> I'm do 250, doing 250 pushups a day. I'm reaching out to all the people I want on my podcast that I might've, you know, haven't had the opportunity to have, to have them on the show yet, but now that they have time and they're quarantined as well, I've been doing one or two podcasts a day for the past week, two weeks almost, just because I know that there's an opportunity to, you know, capitalize on this time. I'm doing more, you know, shows with other people. I have a call at 12, which is a podcast with a young kid who's 13 in Africa. And, you know, I'm, wow. I'm trying to just do the things that I've maybe been putting off because I said, oh, I'm busy, right? Mm. But it's like, okay, if you look at the situation, everyone's home. Yes, you are you have so much time on your hands. Do the things you've been putting off and build new habits, right? So for me, to answer the question, it's okay, how, how do you turn that negative situation? How do you open that door of opportunity? It's just by looking at a situation as is and being proactive, 
right? Mm. How can you be the proactive person in any situation? How, like, whether that's with coronavirus or not in your business, there's so many businesses that are either struggling right now or there's some that are thriving, right? But for example, I would highly recommend for someone that's looking to build a personal brand, I define personal branding as building the most authentic perception of you on social media. And everyone has different goals with building a personal brand, right? Some want to do it right away to make money. Some are doing it to build relationships. Some want to be the most famous person in the world. For me, I started a podcast as a vehicle of collaboration. And I think for me, it was my goals and my intent from the beginning, even with social media. It's not to have the most followers. It's to build a high-quality relationship with successful people that I can put in my pocket that can utilize for future business opportunities, mm. right? So for a podcast, something like this, I'm able to have a, you know, do a Zoom interview, do a sit down in person. And it started off by interviewing friends of mine on Skype, on Zoom, in my bedroom in Virginia, to then sitting down with Larry King after 150 consistent interviews over the past two years. And the point I'm making of that is because I started it and just the consistency is what compounds, right? Anyone can start doing 250 push-ups a day or start drinking a gallon of water a day, but until you do it consistently, that's when the benefits start to arise. And I would say just the three simple tips of building that brand is right now, today, for, to be tactical, start a TikTok account and start putting out content. It's one of the biggest platforms in the world. It's blowing up right now. And there's so much organic viral growth opportunities that you should definitely be executing on that. Number two, start a podcast. If it's in your interest to have a, a conversation, maybe you're not the best communicator and doing a, being a blogger is more you know, on point for you. But for anyone that has a voice, Podcasting is still underrated. There's less than 2 million podcasts out there and there's a lot of opportunity to start a show, to collaborate with other people like we're doing right now mm-hmm. and it'll open doors up to, to quality people to you know put in your life when it comes to networking if that's something you're interested in. But I always tell people, you know, go to anchor.fm, use Anchor to start a podcast. It takes less than an hour to do and start it and see where it goes. See if you can get on your show. See if you can connect with because my, and that brings me to number three, from a personal branding perspective, is collaboration. I was able to build a brand quickly through association marketing. That's what I call it, right? I wasn't always saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. I was saying, hey, I'm interviewing this person. I'm interviewing that person. And I was able to create brand value through authority, authorities in my industry, whether, that you're, whether you're a fitness, you know, a nutritionist or a fitness guy or whatever it is. Mm. For me, it was like, okay, broadcasting, podcasting, entrepreneurship, and business conversations. How can I do that? I haven't sold a company yet, right? So I'm building me up, but if I'm talking to and collaborating with the, the A-listers, and obviously, like for example, Larry King was a huge deal for me yeah. because he's someone that's just a legendary icon. It didn't start like that though, right? It, mm-hmm. it was every interview had its place that led me to that interview. That's what I want people to understand. It's like, start today and don't aim for the biggest names. If you're looking to start a podcast now, just aim for the people that you already have in reach, but take 10, 15 minutes a day to reach out to, five, 10 people, shooting them quality DMs, sending them a video mm. message and just do the work to set yourself up and plant the seeds with the people that you want to have on your show long-term and put out content and document your story. Mm. That's really good, man. It's very inspiring to hear you say that. Like, cause I, I've started my podcast, I think it was October and it was just started like, you know, in, in my, in my room asking people, Hey, look, my friends, you want to come on and be on a podcast because I'm a filmmaker as well. So you should be like just film related people. But now it's expanded. It's it's so much more than that. And I see the value of that of that. And I'm not afraid anymore to reach out to any anyone because if you don't ask, totally. you don't get men. Like and if you want to build that brand, you want to build that personality, you want to build that reputation, then you've got to reach out. So 
Yep. It's great advice, man. So in terms of the guest list on your podcast, there's some high caliber people on there. So what was going through your mind when you sat down with the legend Larry King? Yeah, I love this question. It was for sure one of those, you know, surreal 45 minute, like 45 minute conversations I've had in my life. Like leading up to that, I was doing so much research and not because also I want to reference, I'm not the type of person that sits down and has questions in front of me when I do interviews. I let my curiosity just kind of create the conversation as they go. That's what I found to be my, you know, my type of interview. But I was watching all of Larry King's content, whether that's with the last president or Frank Sinatra or all these different legendary icons just to get an understanding of like, what do I want to ask them? What do I want to take away from him? What can I, what can I, how can I be of service to people that, you know, see that interview in 10, 15, 20 years, mm. right? Thinking super long-term. But when I sat down with him, I definitely, as anyone would, I'd say is like, I wasn't nervous, but it was an excitement and that like butterfly feeling where you're like, wow, like, this is about to happen. But I'm super amped up about it. And as soon as the cameras turned on, it was just game time. And like, I just was in my element. And I remember just, you know, for 45 minutes, eye contact with him, just like, listening and being so curious and like every word of his was gold. Mm. But my, one of my biggest takeaways, I was like, what makes people great? Right. And he says, great people are driven. Mm. And I just had chills even saying that, but he has like all these moments and all this, you know, what he said throughout that interview really stuck with me. And I go back and watch bits and pieces of it a lot because even though that video doesn't have millions of views on my YouTube page. I've did, you know, a PR campaign to try to get it out there and it's been on Worldstar and all these different outlets where it's like, I want his message as someone so iconic and legendary to speak for itself. Right. And I think, for example, he's done 60,000 interviews. He's interviewed the last 10, like almost 10 presidents. He's such mm. an icon in that space. Like number one broadcaster in the world, I'd say. And for me being 19 years old, how did I get the opportunity to sit down with him? Right it was through building a personal brand. But to answer the question directly, it was during those 45 minutes and even after the fact where I was really just thinking to myself, man, like the tools that are out there today are absolutely amazing if you create opportunity, right? Because mm. I would think back, if I'm 16 depressed in my neck brace, I could have been the person that just, you know, put his, crossed his arms and said, whatever, this is terrible, I'm depressed, I'm going to just do the rest of high school, still try to go to college and do whatever, this injury was terrible. I wanted to play football in college, blah, blah, blah. Like the pessimistic mindset. And I think for any young person out there that, you know, maybe looks at me and says, wow, like it's easy for you to say, you're sitting down with Larry King you have connections. I started with zero connections in my name, zero interest from mm. families when it comes to my family, when it comes to entrepreneurship or what I'm doing and had a lot of pullback. But yeah, I, I think Larry King only solidified what's possible for me. And it was definitely a massive moment that I will remember for the rest of my life. And especially those, you know, those key questions that I asked him that I can look back on from a content perspective and just like, wow, like that was a moment in time that will forever cherish. And it's mm. now there for the world. But um, yeah, man, it was definitely, you know, a highlight of my life for sure. Dude, I wish, this I wish that interview went a lot longer than it did because you were asking some pretty incredible questions and it got Larry thinking. And I love that. Totally. Like it, it means that I'm getting value from what he's saying as well. So good on you, man, for, for doing that. And it's going to live for the rest of time, hundred percent. So in terms of like, you touched on a little bit, like you, you start with zero. Did you ever get anyone ever telling you that you, 
you seem entitled or have you had any of those negative people? I mean, I, I think absolutely. I think everyone does in their own way, shape or form. And I think like, for example, it wasn't that my family was negative or didn't want me to continue what I'm doing. It was just, it wasn't comfortable and it wasn't normal for them. Right. Once you challenge someone's standards as normal, it puts them in an uncomfortable situation. Like for example, when I went to San Diego for the first time, I've never been to California. My parents have never been to California. And I came up to them and I said, Hey, I want to go to California in a month and speak at an event in San Diego with this kid named Caleb Maddox that I met on social media. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're about to get kidnapped. This is a scam. <laughs> what are you doing? That's natural reactions of it's not normal for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's maybe things that are out there like that, but in terms of the realness of the situation, it's convincing and selling someone on your vision. That's really important. Like if I was to like, you're right, I should probably just, you know, go invest this money and to buy a new snowboard because we're going on a snowboard trip next weekend. I'll just do that. And, you know, San Diego was thinking the past. I wouldn't have met Ty. I wouldn't have met the, my roommate now that we moved up to Arizona with three, three years later. And like looking back, it's in those moments of uncertainty when people may be, you know, saying, why are you doing something that you need to understand that the most intelligent people in the world were always called crazy first, right? Yeah. Or that Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or whoever it is. Like, would you understand that the, the pullback and drawback shouldn't, you shouldn't let it get under your skin. If you truly adopt the mentality of the great. And I think that comes from reading more books and watching more interviews and surrounding yourself. Well, for example, if you're someone in the middle of, you know, Nebraska or Kansas city or Virginia or anywhere like small town vibe, you're on your phone right now listening to this and you're like, okay, but my situation is different. The reality is everyone's situation is different. Everyone comes from different backgrounds, but you need to look at it as you need to be a proactive individual that surrounds himself with mentors because there's so much access on social media and you can learn from so many people. Like for example, um, my roommate Karen, we got, he got this uh, masterclass program, right? And we were learning from Chris Voss, who's the FBI, mm-hmm. former FBI negotiator, absolute legend. We're watching him and it's like a hundred bucks, 180 bucks. You get to learn negotiation tactics from the top FBI agent or FBI agent in the world. So utilize the resources that are available and execute on those tactics because it's not a lack of opportunity. It's a lack of, you know, education on opportunity mm. because the, the reality is there's so many opportunities out there. You need to learn how to bring them into your life through skill set, through put, getting yourself out there by meeting people, having those conversations and not letting that negativity or, you know, people saying, why are you doing something to hold you back? Because mm that's what separates the people that will create something and those who will come up with excuses. That's really good, man. Appreciate you saying that. So I am very mindful of your time as well. So I have a couple more questions for you. My first one is, have you made any mistakes? In 100%. I make mistakes. I think everyone, and I think the most successful people in the world say this. If you don't make mistakes every day, like, you're lying. Everyone can always improve. Like for example, and this is, this is such a valid point right now. Tillman Petita, I interviewed him on my podcast. He's the owner of the Houston Rockets, owns, you know, 600 different restaurants from Morton Steakhouse and Mastro's. He's worth $5 billion. He, he owns amusement parks, hotels, all this crazy stuff. Right now, the coronavirus, NBA is postponed, right? Restaurants are closed down. Hotels are vacant. He's losing so much money. And he's, I would say he's making mistakes. But there's things that are happening to him where you're like, wow, like he's going through it and it's a negative time that he has to fight through, right? So for me, mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, there's always different things that I'm facing, whether that's 
a closing a deal or having to follow up with someone or a deal doesn't go through or someone cancels something, whatever it is. And even just from a personal perspective too, right? Whether that's you, like as simple as lose something and you need to find it or, you know, the gym closes in your apartment. Like there's so many different small variables, but absolutely I make mistakes, right? But for me, it always comes down to focusing on the positive. I'm a very optimistic person where I spend a lot of time nurturing relationships and building relationships with people where sending video messages and audio messaging is very important to me where I believe with clear communication, any, you know, mess up or potential failure can be, you know, suppressed and like well, well taken. And through communication, I find that is very valuable as every situation I get myself into or that occurs. It's all about the communication, how you respond to it. Because if you let failure or situations define you, Mm. you need to not like you won't have a like a what's the right what I'm trying to say like you need to be ambitious through the negative situations and that will create your character right if you mm. let the negative situations define you you need to build a very strong mindset to not let that happen because that separates the strong from the weak and I definitely fall into both sides and I'm learning every single day and there's always different situations that occur but my biggest takeaway from just even the last year is go with your gut right no when you're going into something, you need to know the intentions from both sides and be very clear, not even from a business perspective, even from like a family perspective, right? Mm. And just be clear in every situation you get yourself into, especially business. But yeah, I would say there's always different challenges and mm. roadblocks and things and ups and downs every day, for sure. I always say, man, that in failure or in any mistake that you make, you always learn humility. It's amazing how, and I, I believe I heard something, it's like you never learn anything good in success, you always learn through your failures and your mistakes. So I don't, I don't understand why people are so afraid of that failure. Maybe it's because of feeling low in that moment. Like it's a very interesting concept and I appreciate, appreciate your advice there, man. So my second last question is three bits of advice that you can give to someone that is starting out, they're struggling or just needing a boost in their life. Now it could be in business or just in their own personal life. Yeah, this is a, a takeaway I got from Larry King, and it's, it's very true. He says, I've never learned anything when I was talking. Yeah. Right? That's what he says. And what he means by that is you need to ask more questions, and the quality of questions you ask will determine the quality of life you live. And I think that anyone that's going through something right now that maybe is going through something negative or just starting, you have to understand that to cut the learning curve, let's say, for example, like myself, don't try to, you know, start something without getting counsel, not even counsel from like an authority, but even counsel from yourself, like ask yourself more questions, mm. ask yourself, why are you doing things? And then if once you build up the opportunity to have the quality people in your life that you respect, whether that's a family member or a cousin or a friend, seek counsel. I think getting other opinions, but not letting those opinions define you, but just like understanding them is very valuable. And especially when you're starting a company or starting a business or starting a personal brand, but be willing to test. That's what I would say. If you heard this today and I said, start a podcast and start a TikTok and you're like, eh, that doesn't interest me. That's not my thing. You're letting that, you know, that thing in your head tell you that you're not willing to test it, even though it could open up so much opportunity, you could fall in love with it. Right. So I think anyone that's starting out, test a lot of things, right? Whether that start a podcast, start a TikTok account, learn social media, focus on a skill set that you can build. For me, it may be communication, networking, whatever it is. Focus on a skill set that you can acquire because in times like this of uncertainty with Corona and everything going on, 
you can lose a job. You can, you know, even with coronavirus, you can get infected. But the thing you can always control isn't the economy, isn't the virus spreading, but it's what you're learning and how you're responding on the attitude you carry into your daily life. And I think it's understanding those principles that are very important, especially in a time like this, that to anyone starting out that's going through something negative, tell yourself that every single day, I can control my attitude, I control the way I respond to situations, and I control what I'm learning mm-hmm. and, the, and the questions I'm asking. And if you carry those four principles into your daily life, you will not only get so much value, but you'll just look at the world differently because you, you shouldn't focus on what you can't control. And the fact that you're listening to this proves that you're controlling putting something good and positive into your life. So you're already a step ahead. But that's what I would say in terms of, you know, anyone starting out, control the circumstances, ask more questions, and understand that you control what you are learning and take time to listen to more podcasts, to read more books, and to ask more questions. Mm, I love that, man. That's great. So my last question is, it's a bit of a fun one. So your favorite film, your favorite actor, and the last film that you watched? Ooh, last film that I watched. It's interesting because I, the last like two, three years, I, I haven't owned the TV. I haven't personally watched a lot of content besides like YouTube and Instagram, social media podcasts. Where like, I'm not a guy that goes and watches movies a lot. But I would say as of recently, like for example, leading up to the Jordan Belfort interview, um, which also ties into one of my favorite actors, watch Wolf Wall Street, right? Yep. He's a real Wolf Wall Street. I wanted to refresh my memory. I love the movie Wolf Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio is an absolute amazing actor. He's probably for sure one of my favorites. Love Jennifer Aniston. Um, but yeah, I would say that's my favorite film. I mean, out of just a business story and also having the personal relationship with someone like Jordan and having him on my show, it like ties yeah. the full circle to me where I'm like, yeah, that, that movie is dope. And being able to ask certain questions, it definitely like makes it a star over the Wolf of Wall Street. But um, yeah, that's probably the most recent film that I watched that I just love the story. I love the, you know, Martin Scorsese, the director, he's absolutely amazing mm. director. And then Leo, he's just someone that I have respect for. And I love, you know, how he's built his career. He's super inspirational. So that's what I would say to that. Dude, I don't know if you know, um, Sasha Karabat. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, I don't think so. He's, he's partnered with Jordan Belfort at the moment. So I got to interview him the other day and because he's like a, a partner and that sort of thing, I'm like getting ever so close <laughs> to, to Jordan. Yeah. But it's, it's like, Absolutely. it's that process, the stepping stones, you know, like. Yeah. And I would say this, this would be my recommendation to you. DM Jordan on Instagram, tell him you interviewed his partner and say, like, hey, I'd love to have you on the show from Skype 15 minutes. You know, like that's how, that's something tactical that I would just to give you advice that I've done throughout my journey. It's not leveraging names, but authority and bridging the gap. If you DM my best friend, Hey, I just had KT on the show. I'd love to have you on the show. Chances of you getting that interview are twenty times higher, right? Yeah. So, like, I would say that's that's a that's a valid point that I wanted to bring up because that's where relationships and communication and like seeing around the corners can really benefit you. Hundred percent, brother. Well, Casey, I really appreciate your time. I know you have to run, so thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast, sharing your stories, your your advice to everyone. Really do appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It was my pleasure. Thanks, brother. I don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another incredible story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform 
It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time.